this totally irresponsible parenting. Not according to the internet. Where on the internet? Dax, it's time for your bath. But I miss my show. Don't argue with me, you man. Just do it. This is our dad. I'm the professor. Yeah, he made us in his laboratory by accident. Don't worry, professor. I was an accident, too. You're my children, and I love you, but you're all terrible. Well, what I if have we have nothing interesting to say? What if we have questions that are interesting? You probably do. I'll have an uninteresting I, answer. I have like eight hours I of questions you. for you. Okay. Well, no, welcome questions. to the eight-hour episode. <laughs> Man, I don't think Grandma wants to keep Lily that long. <laughs> <laughs> She'll have to deal with it. <laughs> hey, this is the Geek Parenting Podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This one's safe for kids. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> We're going to have to uh, come back to the uh, therapy episode, I think, next time we meet. Yeah. We'll start with that. How about Sounds that? Sounds good. We could like, get, get everything all out. out of our chest like from the yeah. last, whenever it is that was it. My darn child. Uh, sometimes it's other people's kids. And yeah. sometimes what I've learned is like I really dislike a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. For someone who loves kids as much as I do, like I, I mean... That that's my 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 weakness. Right. Mm-hmm. Is uh like I just have a bleeding heart for children, like and But sometimes some you want kids, to strangle them. Some, no. pe- some people's kids and then I I learned that it's not really the kids that are It's bred, the parents. It's the parents. Mm-hmm. It's parents that I hate. Yeah. Parents. Because kids just reflect what their parents they really teach. Do. No, and like my wife, she was like, "You should be a kindergarten teacher. You do so well with kids." It's like, nope. there's times where I want to power bomb my kid through a table. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You're you not can't. alone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that's uh, the reason for the uh, the not safe for kids mm-hmm. episode next time. For this one, keep the keep the radio on or the speakers on. Listen to your car, whatever. Let your kids listen. Let's They'll find out listen. about Tui today. They'll just be really bored. They'll be like, God. Why are you listening to this again, Daddy? And then you'll be like, because I want to know more about Tui. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not that great of a story, I tell you. But, yep, this is Tui, Tui the Human on Facebook, or Mike. You can call me Mike. You can call me Tui. I just call him Tui. uh, I call you Tui, too. I'm the Jedi barista of State Street at Watchtower Cafe. Come down, get his drinks. They're so delicious. And I'm going to put in a plug for your... uh, Grilled Nutella sandwich. Oh, you like that? Oh, man. I like that one? I, I drank the Donkey Kong because, as, as you mentioned before, it, it's healthy. Mm-hmm. Throw that in with the grilled Nutella. <laughs> <Ugh. Yeah. laughs> the grilled Nutella, for all intents and purposes, is not healthy. No, no. And but I it's e- delicious. I've eaten like it's basically eight um, of them. Soft, thick, thickly sliced soft French bread. Uh, with Nutella, sliced bananas on uh, cinnamon toast. Oh. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. So it's a melted, melted Nutella and bananas on cinnamon and toast. And when you eat it, if you don't have like facial hair, you look like you have facial hair because it's just yeah. the Nutella to spread. No, we decided we need to go get uh, wet naps. Like, yes. You know, hand wipes to, yes. to serve with the Nutella and the grilled PB and J. Yeah. That'd be a good idea. We're going through a, quite a lot of napkins. Yeah, and I mean, I'm fine with doing the whole like wipe your, wipe the Nutella on your finger and then lick your finger. I'm fine with that. But it's not proper. The one thing that I found out is my kid is not okay with me just grabbing his face and just licking the Nutella off his cheek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my he's daughter like, doesn't like that either. He's like, oh, dad, you're gross. 
And it's like, dude, I brushed my teeth today. Ugh, still. Have you have you all like licked your finger and wiped your kids? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man. My kid gags my, every yeah. time I do it. She hates it. She's like, Mom, I'm. Uh, why'd you lick me? I'm I wet. I did it, it to off. one of my kids, and she was a, a teenager at the time. <laughs> oh, I just didn't think. Yeah. I just wasn't thinking. I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, like. But, but your face was dirty. Yeah, like we were taking a family picture, and he had like, and it wasn't even like anywhere near his nose or mouth, and like it was like up here area. And like he had this black mark, so I like, lick my finger and I wipe it, and he's just like, "Oh, yeah. and I'm oh like, hey, oh. who are you, by the way?" Oh, I am James Estrada, aka Nerdy at Home Dad, aka Rockets Dad, or Hey You if you see me on the street. Yep, I'm a doctor, Sarah Hinisco, but I'm not that doctor. kind of doctor. And uh, you can find me at Doctor of Peace on both Facebook and Instagram. The real Sarah on Twitter. Do you carry a sonic screwdriver with you? God, I should. You I should. I need one. Especially if people go, Dr. Sarah. Quick, 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 quick. Oh, my God. I got to buy one now. <laughs> do you like my sonic screwdriver? Quick, 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 quick. <laughs> I, I do have a keep calm. I'm the doctor shirt, but I don't have a sonic screwdriver. You need a sonic I totally screwdriver. need one. Sell them. You I need need it. One. I have a TARDIS. Cool you need the one. So I have the 10th doctor's mm-hmm. sonic screwdriver, except it's a UV light. And it comes with a pen and a UV marker. Ooh. And I marked all over my kid's face one day with that UV marker. Because <laughs> it comes off clear because it's just, you know, it only mm-hmm. activates with the UV light. Oh, God. And he tells my wife, he's like, Daddy marked on my face with the marker. And she's like, I don't see it. And I was just laughing because, like, he would come up to me. He's like, did you mark on my face? And I'd pull up a mirror and get the... Uh, no. UV light and be like, mm, 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 mm. yep, I did. And then he'd be, Mom, he marked on my face. Oh, it's like, where? No. <laughs> I think I would go for the 11th Doctor screwdriver. That's a good one. I like Matt Smith. Mm. I like Capaldi too, though. Capaldi is good. And I do kind of like the screwdriver he gave to, to River. Yeah. That's a nice one. I don't know. I'll have to decide. I'll make, maybe I'll make one. Doctor Who. Ugh. My, oh, I watched my, it on my Tinity Leave. That's when I started like, watching it. Yeah, my kids have seen every of the every one of the modern episodes and uh i i i like it i can't say i love it because i haven't embraced the fandom but right. i mm-hmm. uh when like i'll sit down and if they're watching it i'll i'll sit and watch a, an episode yeah blink blink the weeping angels oh, was the yeah. first one that i saw that that's what made me a fan i'm like that ah, this is this is this pretty is cool awesome yeah no so like so cool i remember so when, when i was getting into doctor who i was i watched like so I would read the comic books and my comic books and stuff. And then one of my, uh, my sister-in-law was like, I think you would like Doctor Who. And I'm like, I'm not into that British stuff. <laughs> and she's like, you should watch Doctor Who. And I was like, Ugh. and then one day I was like, you know what? I'll humor her. I'll watch an episode. Uh, I think 10 seasons later, yeah. Yeah. I was like, all right. I got into I love it. it. Yeah, I got into it. I, I was on maternity leave. I just started, and I was like, I need something to watch on Netflix. And I asked people on Facebook, what should I watch next? And they said, Doctor Who. And they said, start with Eccleston, which I did. And, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I was hooked. I yeah. was hooked after, like, three episodes. It and, is really good. Yeah. I have nothing bad to say about Doctor Who at all other than I just don't have time to right. watch it. Yeah. It's not on the highest of my priority list yeah. to watch. Well, yeah. and see, like, I feel like Doctor Who is one of the fandoms that, like, can help you so much with parenting oh. things. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, like... Stormageddon ev- Dark Lord of All. <laughs> the, it can't. Yeah. No, like, they have so many, like, messages that, like, un- like hidden messages mm-hmm. inside the mm-hmm. show. 
and it's all basically like you know you gotta keep, you gotta work hard you gotta keep do you have to keep doing what you're doing um there's kind of a uh, well it's about learning from your mistakes as yeah, well because yeah the whole thing yeah uh and trusting people like mm-hmm. you can't do everything on your own that's why he has a companion mm-hmm. because you always you need somebody and that's learning got to your trust back. once you've been hurt yeah you need to trust again yeah. it's got some great messages you, sh- you should really sit down and... Oh, I know. You don't have to convince no, me. No, no, no. What, what we're going to do is I'm we're going to bring my projector here. Okay. And you're just going to stand back there, make coffees. I'm going to project it right here on this wall. Okay. Sorry, people listening. You can't tell where I'm pointing at. I'm pointing opposite direction of the counter. So they don't you know can, where the counter is. They will when they come down here. <laughs> They'll come down here. It's on like, the wall of heroes. Oh, yes, the wall of heroes. The, the amazing wall. wall of heroes. Um, just right of Aquaman on the wall. Yes. Yep. Okay. I thought you had one that had Adam on it. Uh, I do, but we had the uh, we rec- recently partnered with the Utah Gamers League, um, uh. and they came in and, like I said, we were, we were streaming E3, right? Um, uh, the last couple, last three days, last two days, and had video game turn So we had like four Xbox Ones and a couple of PS4s going. Right. Yeah, I saw that on Facebook. Uh, and video games and stuff, and I took down Hawk. Hawkman. Hawkman, yeah. Uh, f- so that we could put up the, the Utah Gamers League banner gotcha. to help gotcha. and promote their gotcha. fine organization. All right, so should we get this started? Yeah, let's start asking you some questions. So, question number one Team Cap or Team Iron Man? Cap. <laughs> Team Cap, um, largely because of the comic book. I, re- the, I didn't. I was not a fan of Captain America. I, I really didn't know much about him. Right. I never really cared much about Captain America. I mean, even when I was a kid, this is what this is how how rebellious I was. What a like punk rock anarchist kid I was. I, I saw Captain America comics. And I was like, what is this American propaganda comic book <laughs> punching Hitler in the face. I don't want to read those these American propaganda. And went straight for Batman and Wolverine. And, <laughs> right. Um, the dark heroes. The dark, dark heroes. So uh, I, nev- I never had any interest in Captain America. And, and even up to when the movie, the Marvel, Marvel movie, not the TV movie, with the Frisbee shield. But, uh, the first the Chris Avenger. Avenger. The first, first yeah. Avenger. Yeah. Uh, the Chris Evans, Cap- Captain America. Uh, I remember talking to a bunch of my friends like, I don't know anything about Captain America. I, I don't even know what his powers are. Right. And so I had a couple of friends like school me and geek explain uh, Captain America's origin and what he's all about and stuff. And I was like, oh, ah, that's actually pretty cool. I'll go watch it. I, I need to watch it anyway because it's leading up to the Avengers movie right. that had mm-hmm. not come out yet. Um, and yeah, after that, after, I liked the first Avenger quite a bit. I know it's not everyone's favorite. Um, if he's going to talk, he has to talk in the microphone. Yep, you have to ask your question, right? In, yep. For all of the fans to hear. What's up, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. I'm not making fun of you. Aww. What do you need? Oh, if you will go ask uh, Judah. Hey, Jude. We are parenting we are while we're parenting podcasting. Hey, Jude, will you or Amara go get, Which means go get a, a water cup kids. for Joa? Thank hey, whatever you. works. Amen. I I uh, fully expect that we will be interrupted. Yes. During recordings, and I'm not going to edit those out. That's fine. No, it's part. It's part of parenting. Uh, it's just it never it's ends. Just part of it. Uh, 
But yeah, you were talking Cap- Captain, Captain America. Uh, I I know that it's not everyone's favorite of the Marvel Cinematic Universe films. I really like it. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite. Well, like I a lot re- of people, your I love Cap. A like, lot of people, I feel like they don't like it because of the style. Oh. But when you think about it, they were going for the style that you would see in the '40s, mm-hmm. like the uh, the newsies like that you it. would get, yeah. the newsreels you would get yeah. before the theater. That's well, then, the style they were going and for. And I think that's why I like it because I'm my my background's as in history. I, yeah. I love World War II history and I love World War II propaganda. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's part of it. And then I'm I'm a military spouse, so I right. kind of have to well, like Captain America. Right you know? after I watched First Avenger. I, the first comic book I picked up was uh, Civil War because mm. I'd known about it and, and then I you knew cried. I <laughs> oh, it didn't I make cried. me cry, but it made I me it, it made me sad. But I, I I was familiar with the story roughly. I did just have never read it. I knew that it it was Marvel's. It was essentially, it was Marvel's answer to 9/11. Yes, when the country was divided after a you know horrific tragedy, and there were all sides and opinions going on and not any one particular side or person was 100% right and that, Boy, that was kind sounds of there. familiar even now even now yeah. and so maybe maybe that's where civil war 2 is going in the, in the comic world no yeah no? um i have some thoughts about that but we'll get into that we'll in get into that bit. in a future episode uh i haven't read it yet but anyway yeah, i picked yeah. up civil war and then here's this this character that i grew up thinking from a, you know from a childhood thinking that he was just the embodiment of all stereotypical United States American propaganda and he's saying like he's defending uh, freedom and defending um, you know the the right to right to your privacy and right to maintain your you know individuality and have a have your have a life and uh, you know there's Tony Stark with the, the the hero registration act and the mm-hmm. movie's a little bit different, right? They took mm-hmm. a little bit of a different turn, which which I was fine with. But and, and they and had to because of licensing deals with all the other characters. And, and the movie and was quite a bit nicer, I think, to mm-hmm. Stark, yes. the Stark side, yeah, the Stark argument. Uh, in the mo- in the comic, it's far more aggressive, and Stark is not as nice. Yeah, no, and I, I, don't, I think it's harder to agree with Tony Stark in the comic book. Right, no, yeah. and I, I, I mean, I remember telling people because I was hardcore Team Cap before the movie started. And I remember leaving the theater being like, "Oh man, they like they did their job and they like yeah. pulled you to the middle where you're just like, yeah, oh, right. I see both sides." Which is good for good for the the cinematic franchise. Yes. That's what you want. Uh, comic book though is a masterpiece in my opinion. It's one of my favorite comic books. Yep. Yes, um, at least favorite story arcs. Oh, I read it. In, in I've read it like books. I read it every month. Do you oh, that yeah. often? Yeah. I read it every month. That's, I've got I, it. On I think I've only read it like, read like it three month. or four times. But I have I it, and it. I, I've loaned it out. I've, I've loaned that book out to more of my friends than any other comic book, um, like especially people that I I fancy myself the missionary of comics. Yes. I, I try to get the, the good word out and spread it to as many as possible and people who haven't read any comics but like the movies I try to get something in their hands and get mm-hmm. them started and Civil War has been one that I've, I've given out more I've all my so kids I've had all my kids read it read it um, and this, it's good it's a good moral, moral story tale debate it's yeah. a moral debate really it's, it's a really like you said it's a good debate it's a good way to get your kids into kind of what they're going to see growing up like debate wise yeah. like you're going to see people on two sides of an issue all the time and it's your job to 
it's your job as a part of society to, to be a master debater. Yeah. To discern I'm exactly the, where you folks. lie. <laughs> but no, like it, it's your job in in society to research both sides and to determine which is a lesson that i am continually trying to teach uh, my kids yeah. constantly i'm still trying so, to learn that a lot of times oh I mean, yeah well you know what i found as as my kids get old, my kids are a little bit older than than yours and one thing that i've learned is that as they as i try to teach them lessons i find myself learning mm-hmm. the same yeah. stuff lesson, at the sure. same time yeah <laughs> it never ends no it never it ends but you have to kind of um, continue some sort of, you know, some facade that I actually know what I'm talking about, or else they won't listen to me. So, they'll yeah. they'll know the truth. Yeah, that we're just learning but along I, with pretty, them. But I'm pretty I'm pretty honest with my kids, and like we talk talk quite a bit. And I'm I tend to be a little bit a little too hard on my kids in some in some aspects, a little too lenient in others. But when I'm too hard on my kids, like I'll just be sometimes I walk away like ah, I. I'm being. I'm just being a little too far. Right. I'm going a little too far with this, and I'll sit them down and talk. Like, really, it's just about. I I just want you to be the best mm-hmm. adult that you possibly can, and I always bring it back to some sort of like character in a film or comic book where it's like, I you know I I don't. There are enough crappy adults in this world. There are some really horrible people. There are enough bad adults that I don't need anymore and i'm trying to make sure that you guys aren't contributing to all of the all of the bull crap right right? i just Uh want them to be to grow up to be good adults yeah to be good people and that's all we can hope for is that i've used i've used captain america as a reference quite often Mm -hmm. quite a bit yeah i mean all we can hope for is that whatever we teach them will stay with them as they grow older and Mm -hmm. um but so going back to you tell us your geek history what uh what was what was your introduction to geek world i i didn't know that there was such a thing as a difference between geeks and normal people normies um until i moved to utah mm-hmm. uh i mean i got I, I think i was kind of aware of it a little bit because not all of not everybody in school in my elementary school was reading comics or knew the origin story of the X-Men or you know whatever followed Batman before the before the Tim Burton movie I just I had a couple of friends two or three really good friends and we all liked comics we all loved comics and there has never been a time in my life that I that Star Wars was not a part of it I don't ever remember Star Wars I was born in 1977 the first, my mom brags about taking me as a little infant into the theater to see Star Wars. So technically, the first movie I ever saw was Star Wars nice. in the theater, though I don't remember it. The first that movie, was a good move for your mom to do. A good, mo- good move for my mom. I, I'm a little deaf, but it's okay. It's worth it. <laughs> it's worth uh, it. And the first movie, the first movie memory that I visually have. Uh, is the the Wampa in Empire Strikes Back mm, yes. and having nightmares of that? Yeah. The first, I, re- I remember um, scooting past a bunch of grown-ups uh, to to get in a seat, and I was too short, and I had to sit on my my mom's lap for part of the movie. 
and I remember the Wampa. And that's all I remember from so Empire. Yeah. yeah, I was Jedi, like two years my, old. My first, like E.T., I remember crying at the end of E.T. My dad came out. Yeah. But Return of the Jedi, I remember sitting at the Cynodome and a lady asking me if some seats were empty. And I said, no. She said, you're a real Jedi. And I was like, oh, oh that's cool. I'm a Jedi. Yeah. That's when it just clicked for me. It the takes, first yeah. movie that I used. Star Wars. That I used. Uh, allowance money to, to buy a movie ticket with my own money was Return of the Jedi. Nice. nice. And so I have like a lot of fond memories of, of Star Wars. I have uh, Jedi and Sith tattooed on my knuckles. And well, and then you also have a interesting habit with Star Wars on VHS Yeah. Yep. that some people know about. Why don't you tell our uh, listeners? If, if, I, uh, if I go to DI or Savers or thrift store or garage sale, yard sale or anything, if there's a copy of of uh, any Star Wars film on VHS, I have to buy it. It's usually like a nice. dollar. That's awesome. Or 50 cents. I just feel like it could fall into the wrong hands. hands. You need it. And I must, it doesn't matter how many copies I have, I really don't have that many copies of, of Star Wars. I have like three or four copies but that's of, still awesome. of each. But I just, I'm compelled to, <laughs> to say well, that. You, you then even that brought way in, I can give them away, right? Going to well, then you even brought in that one, uh, the making of Star Wars that yeah. you brought in. I have it, yeah. There's like an, a long interview with uh, George Lucas on there. And, yeah. so what did I, you think of the, uh, the uh, made-for-TV Star Wars, the Ewok adventure? <laughs> I love it not because it's good. Because no, it's, it's not so good. It's so very bad. But we will love, it's one of those things you loved it's as a kid. It's hard to watch. Yeah. But it's, you loved it as a kid. Um, I'm because pretty sure I it's easier it. to watch than the Christmas special. Oh, Wait, day. I thought we were talking about the Christmas special. Well, Christmas no. special is one of them. But remember Wait. the Ewok Adventure? Oh, Ewok Adventure. Yeah. Oh, I love the Ewok Adventure. Yeah. Sorry. I, two of them. As soon as you started, it said TV special, no. I automatically went, went to, to the Christmas, Christmas special. No, the Ewok one, it wasn't a... When, uh, there were two of them. There were two of them. There were two of them. Yeah, and I feel like uh, oh, I love Captain movies. Phasma, when she was a kid, she was in... <gasps> was that her? I think she the was... The girl? The little girl? So. Really? I'll have, to, I'll have to look it up. I think it was Gwendolyn Christie, but I'll have to oh, look it up again. Oh, wow. Because I, I, really? I remember somebody being like, she was in Star Wars before. And I was like, huh. what? Maybe. I Maybe. don't know. We'll see. Uh, actually. Speaking of Gwendolyn Christie, I've I never seen one. the uh, Ewok Adventures. Oh, it's good. Uh, there's also a, a cartoon. There was a Saturday morning cartoon. I remember the cartoon. That was, that was I did not don't watch remember. That. Pretty much all things Star Wars. And again, I never read any of the novels or the books. I read some of the comic books. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a ton of them, and, and uh, it, yeah, I played a couple of. There were some RPGs yes. that mm-hmm. I played um, briefly, but I just couldn't ever find enough people to commit to playing mm. role-playing games with me. I didn't know enough nerds back then. And now you own but, an establishment where. You know, and now I don't have enough time. I have like I'm surrounded <laughs> by geeks every single day, and I just don't have the time to play with them. But I, uh, like you, kind of, you know, I grew up really nerdy. My my. Mom and dad were both very, very geeky. Um, I was raised on classic Star Trek, Kirk mm-hmm. Spock. Uh, raised on Adam West, Batman. And all good things to be raised yeah. on. Yeah. Um, my dad took me to buy... I had been reading comic books for a long time, but just kind of reading my friends' um, comics of like X-Men and, and Batman and stuff. And um, took me to, to go buy my first comic book before uh, before we went to see 1989 Batman Tim Burton Batman and of all the, of all the comics that I chose I picked up The Killing Joke oh god yeah. so that was the oh. first I was, I was probably like I Whoa. must have been like uh, 11, 10 or 11 years old or something like that I don't know around that that's around an that intense age. one too that's, a, that's hardcore right yeah. but I became this huge like 
not fan of the Joker, but kind of like I sought out any comic I could find with the Joker. I yeah. kind of became obsessed with, well, and it's like, with him as a character. I feel like the killing joke, like a lot of people like, like uh, it, it's, you know, it was a comic for its time. Like I read it recently uh, for the first time. I knew all about it. I knew what was in it, yeah. but I just never read it. I read it this time. It's and intense, was like, you man. know, it's, it's kind of actually the, I think the most, uh, the biggest look we get into the Joker's oh, I call it story. That's that's definitive Joker for me. Yeah, and I mean, like you see, like more of Joker's backstory and killing jokes than you do in yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to read it. It's have you not read it? I have not read it. It's I know the story, but I, I have not. Read I mean, it. not you could wait until the uh, animated, animated feature comes out. Yeah. I, I would say read it first, yeah. and then watch the the because they're gonna release it theatrically. They are. Ooh. What's the sonic screwdriver uh, sound again? They're going to release it theatrically. That was us sonic screwdriving ourselves to the theater. Yes. Is that how it works? No, no, no. We were sonic screwdriving our phones okay. to get us tickets right now Boom. for We would the take the TARDIS to the theater. Yeah. Yes. So also like you, I had to uh, stuff my or hide closet my, my geekiness. Right. Uh, for a long period of time, I it it was hidden, and I, I hid it from a lot of people. Um, and I mean, it wasn't fully hidden. People, I, I you just can't help but like explode in in geek gasms over certain things around around your friends. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I would do it just to be funny, and sometimes I would just do it to like throw people off their guard because I played football in right. high school and. Um, Surprisingly, I was I was okay, and I continued playing through college, and so I was surrounded by like jocks and right. and tough guys, and I would just I would wow them with my um, useless knowledge of comic book characters and Star Wars, <laughs> and, um, just out of mostly out of jokes. But I, I hit it because um, the first time that I ever brought uh, a girls to my house to hang out. I mean, not not girlfriends or anything, just girls. And um, I was so excited to show them my room because I had these, like, limited edition um, collector's plates, wall-hanging plates of yeah. the, entire, uh, the entire Star Trek um, cast nice. yes. from the classic, classic Star Trek. Yes. Like, every single one of them. And I took so – it took me, like uh, like, three days to get them all – positioned correctly and hanging right and then i had my entire collection of star wars action figures not just out like displayed in like positioned yes in the, positioned in the battles in battles and, yeah. and the, you know scenes from the movie yes. and and yes. invented scenes that i wanted to happen in my mind and um then i had like you know a bunch of other toys and action figures not just out but positioned and i was so proud of my room um, it had everything. The only thing that was missing was like Star Wars bed sheets, <laughs> which, which they if, have for adults if now. I, I just if found I out. had them at that time, I totally would have had Star Wars bed sheets. Yes. However, uh, the girls, the girls like, didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, the girls came in and they looked around. And I was like so proud, like like I'm so cool. And they looked around and then they just like, oh my god, you're a Trekkie. And <laughs> they laughed. And then and then that was it. Like that was oh. my moment of like, oh, wait a second. It's there's not cool a, to do this. There's a difference between this stuff and cool stuff. Yeah. And mm. I had to make a decision. I, I knew that if 
if I continued down this path, I would never get laid. <laughs> so I tucked it far away in a deep, yes. dark place. Yes. So how did you get back into it? Um, it was during my divorce. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, it was a long time. So this is during high school. And I, I still held on to my comic books and I read them. I don't know what happened to all of them. I don't know where all my toys are. Uh, I still have a couple of action figures, like my Gamorrean guard mm-hmm. and, and yeah. a couple of stormtroopers and things. But um, I became an adult. I started having a family. Um, and about, about seven, eight years into my marriage, five kids later, uh, you know, things, well, things were going bad quite, quite, for quite some time. But that was kind of like around that time I was... Not the marriage wasn't just going bad. My whole life was dark. I was in a dark, dark place. Um, I felt like there was no, there was just no, no light at the end of the tunnel. I was just going to be unhappy and miserable for the rest of my life. I felt stuck. Uh, it's developed um, bipolar symptoms. Mm-hmm. I started seeing a therapist because it was scaring me some of the thoughts yeah. that were coming into my mind. And so I started seeing a therapist and they determined that I wasn't bipolar. It just kind of was having symptoms of right. manic episodes and severe depression. Uh, and I got, I started getting suicidal. And uh, this was around the time that uh, Geek Show podcast had just started. Awesome. Around that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, a little bit, a little ways later, like a little bit after um and it was leading up to, they had just announced uh, The Dark Knight. Yes. That was coming out. And uh, it was before they had cast Heath Ledger. And so they just, they would, I knew that a, a, Batman, a new Batman movie was coming out. I hadn't seen uh, Batman Begins yet. And I hadn't read a comic book since I was like a teenager. Right. Um, and I listened to Radio from Hell a lot. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where you know, Carrie, Carrie Jackson was so excited about this new movie, the new, mm-hmm. you know, new Batman movie. Yeah. And I would, I would listen to the entire four hours of Radio from Hell just for any, any little bit of news that, that he would report on right. what's coming out with the, with the new Batman movie. And I just found myself like obsessing over this, this new Batman movie because Batman was one of my favorite heroes when I was a kid. And this is in a moment where I was just, like I said, dark place, suicidal and just kind of looking for any glimpse of happiness. And I started finding it like remembering a happier time yeah. when I was a kid mm-hmm. and being, you know, being into all these like uh, these heroes and characters and uh, convinced when it, when it finally did come out, uh, convinced my, my wife at the time to, to go on opening night with me, went, got IMAX tickets and went and saw it on, you know, the very first night that it came out. And um, man, that that movie talk about favorite movies or like this wasn't just a favorite movie of mine that that movie changed my life yeah just because of where i was at in my life at the time and watching watching that watching these characters done so well from you know batman done really well say what you will about chris or uh, um what's his name christian bale christian bale he was good he was a good batman yeah he's a good batman his voice was a little weird but he was a good Batman. And like I said, in the big picture, the grand scheme of things. Yeah. That was a great thing. Yeah, and, then no, there's, I, and then there's the Heath Ledger's performance. Oh, of, my God. Of, one of, my, of my favorite villain of all time. Yeah. Bringing me back to 
the first comic book that I bought, taking me back to that that such a fun time when when my dad took us to go see Batman mm-hmm. and remembering having conversations with my friends about who you know who had the best boobs out of the X-Men and like, <laughs> just stupid dumb stuff like that right That's... and it like all came it was stuff that I had not thought about mm-hmm. for years right and it just came it just hit me like that scene in Ratatouille when he takes a sip of uh, or a bite of the of the Ratatouille yeah. stew and he just has this remembrance of, of being a child. That was me in Dark Knight. Yeah. Nice. It just all came back. And I got super emotional and still to this day like it. And it was just the perfect um, analogy of, of what I was dealing with in my life. Like I had this dark side and I had um, I do that all the stuff time. that I was struggling with and I was suicidal. And I, but, I, but I had kids that I was responsible mm-hmm. for and a family yeah. to look after and, and other people. And so, all of a sudden, this this like fandom turned into a, a life saving moment. Something very very important to me. And then after that, uh, I started list, like listening to Geek Show regularly. Mm-hmm. Found Kevin Smith's podcast, mm-hmm. and he would nerd out all the time. And the, those two podcasts really kind of, I mean, they they really if I they all but saved my life. I really. can't tell like, you how many times Geek Show podcast has saved me from the brink of despair. Yeah. Um, my husband deploys all the time and just being able and I, I've told Shannon and Carrie this at Comic Con I went up at, at the end I said you know you guys you, you bring me laughter and geek joy when things are not very good and I get to laugh yeah. And, yeah. and geekdom has been such an escape I, I have severe anxiety and mm-hmm. depression I'm, I, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty open that up about that on yeah. social media because I want people to be aware of it and not be afraid to talk about mental illness well, you can own illness. it too you can like, yeah, you I'm know, like, keep you know the what? power I get irritable it's my anxiety <laughs> you know what I know I'm angry but uh, it, it just, the geek community has been so amazing here and so helpful. And that's my escape. My husband asked me why I w- watch superhero movies so often. I'm like, it's, it's my escape. It's my yeah. hope that there is something bigger and better out there in this world and that maybe someday we can achieve it. So yeah, I totally sure. agree with you. I mean, these things like, and, and I'll tell this to a lot of people and they, they see me, you know, and how, how geeky I am and how nerdy and stuff and how much I love comic books and superheroes and um, they kind of ask ask why, and it's just I I don't really have an answer other than it's makes me happy. It's more than that. It for me, it's um, these things are important. The stories like, ba- they tell. Batman is important to me. Star Wars matters quite mm-hmm. a bit to me. Yeah, because it keeps me it keeps me from going to dark places, <laughs> or or it allows me to go to dark places and explore them safely mm-hmm. without yeah. you know knowing that I'm going to be able to come back and. There was the theme in, in the Killing Joke that was uh, throughout was was that what what made turned the Joker to the Joker was he had one bad day, mm-hmm. and his his philosophy was it only takes, it takes. It only takes one bad day for you to just snap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the entire the, the story of the jo- of, of Killing Joke is uh, the Joker is trying to turn uh, he's trying to push Commissioner Gordon over the edge. Mm-hmm. And give him the worst day he's and he ever had. Barbara. And yeah. yeah. He tries to he goes to this entire. Well thought out process of giving giving Commissioner Gordon the worst possible day, giving one bad day to just push him over the edge, mm-hmm. and um, really, like that stuck with me. Like it really only takes one one bad day, and I either turn into the Joker or I mm-hmm. become Batman. See, yeah. and I go the the Sith Lord and Jedi for me. It's yeah. like I'm okay. I'm on teetering on the dark side here. I need to to 
balance myself back out. And <laughs> yeah, and it's okay to like go to the dark side. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of why I, you know, why I have both Sith and Jedi tattooed on, mm-hmm. on my hands, and I talk. I talk with my kids about it all the time. Because you have to have the balance. It's you know? okay. You're going to have bad days. Your, your anger, anger is okay. It's just that, like we were talking about the last episode, you, there's nothing wrong with being angry. You just have to know when it's appropriate, how mm-hmm. to channel yes. it. If you can channel it, it can be used yes. for good. Exactly. Oh. Anyway, so that's a long answer to your... <laughs> oh, no, but that's no, a that's, great answer. Yeah. Great answer. Um, so tell us about what made you... And Corey want to do this with Watchtower, Watchtower Cafe. Cafe. Yeah, what made you? What made you want to make a geek lots hangout of, place? Lots of reasons that that all just kind of accumulated together into this this project. I'm, I'm, we're both creative people, uh, and I'm a I've I've been a writer my whole life and uh, dabble a little bit in in art and drawing and, and painting and such and music and so we're and Corey's a makeup artist and uh, she's also done a lot of writing and um, very creative both very creative people and that's kind of what what led us to to get together um, was our, our similarities and common interests um, we also both knew have known for a long time that we would never be happy working for someone someone mm-hmm. else working for other people i can do it because i have to do it got to pay bills got to feed the kids yeah i if i have to do it i'll do it but um if the it, i know that i would never truly feel free and and i work i mean i work long non-stop i work seven days a week 15 16 sometimes 20 hours a day right not it never ends but it's work that i love doing and i'm happy to do it um and so it's even though I work a lot now, a lot more than I used to, I feel more free. So I knew that owning, owning my own business, it was the only way to go for me from a, for a long time. Um, the idea for Watchtower came before I met Corey. Um, and it's actually a, a brainchild of my cousin, Mark, and mine. Uh, I used to live with my cousin, who is just every bit as geeky and nerdy as I am. Uh, and we would geek out. We, we were both kind of raised as brothers. We both mm-hmm. lived in the same house a lot for a, long, a lot of years, and we see each other all the time. We're both about the same age. We talk about Star Wars, comic books, all these things. Wouldn't it be cool if we had our own shop? And wouldn't it be cool if we could do this kind of event and play video games? And wouldn't we could have a little coffee bar in the, in the comic shop? And it just kind of came from those late-night discussions. And, right. And um, then... Corey came into the picture, and one thing led to another. She was just managing Coffee Connection, and the owners wanted to sell, and so I, they made it really easy for, for me to, Corey and I to step in. And then my cousin Mark was just, he has a lot of really little kids, and his wife works, and just didn't have the time to put into it, and so he, he, had, to, he had to pull out. Um, he had to drop out of, the, out of the business at the last minute, just one of those things got to take care of your family right yeah yeah yep. family first yep. so um i mean that's where it came and it just uh that that's like the business side the passion side came from the need that i saw mm-hmm. i felt like there's a need for some sort of um community headquarters a community right. center for for geeks and nerds and somewhere for for people to to come together that's not just the comic book shop because 
as much I love, you know, I love Dr. Volts and I love Black Cat. I, I wish I could hang out there, yeah. but it's not always comfortable to hang out there. Because yeah, and you always feel like you might be bothering them because yeah, it's, it's their not, job, it's yeah, their it's, work. It's a bookstore. It's, yeah. yeah, it's a bookstore, and you don't want to like just be there, you know, bothering everybody the whole day. So right, you don't want to like impede on their sales if mm-hmm. they have somebody a first timer coming exactly, in looking exactly. for a book and they're just busy talking to you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and um, you know, we just there needed to be some sort of headquarters. Yeah. Hence, hence the name Watchtower from the Justice Perfect. League. So Perfect. So you were, calling where your, it came from. you were calling yourself the uh, missionary of comic books. Yes. So one of the things that is a newer feature here is your bring a book, take oh, a book, bring which, a book. Which yeah. I left my Miss Marvel and took Scarlet. So ah, very there nice. There is a Miss Marvel. Have you not read Scarlet yet? I have not read Scarlet oh, yet, but I like heard it. about it. You'll so like that's it. why I was like, oh, Scarlet. I got Miss Marvel in the car. I, I like it. it I like it all, especially the first couple of uh, volumes. Okay, awesome. Um, it, I, I fell off after a while. Um, but but the, the it starts oh, really it's strong. Bendis. It's it's my Brian Michael Bendis. Bendis. He's yeah he's good. Um, but I think you'll like it. I'm I'm interested to to know what you what you think after Excellent. you read it. I'll start reading it tonight. Yeah, I mean, what you're talking about is our shelf of um, take a book, leave a book. It's based on the the free libraries that you see yeah. on people's front lawns, where it's kind of like a, a little birdhouse, but it's full of books. Yeah. And the idea is you, you come and it's a free library. If you if you want to take a book, take one. If you have a book that you want someone else to read, leave one. You could do both. Um, and we're just doing it with comic books. We got, and they got, we got a lot of good titles over there. I was looking at them earlier. Yeah. So there's um, titles over we, there. We, get, we consistently get donations, and, and um, it's the best way that, the best use of, of the donations of comics that we've found so far. Awesome. We kind of have a hard time selling the donations because yeah. they're given to us for free. Yeah. Um, not all. I mean, I, I'm not, a, I'm not a, opposed to selling them, but. If this felt better, yeah. So we do have a free library of comic books. So come and take a book or leave a book or both. And so, what are we at on time? Uh, we're about there. We're about All right, there. So I, I'm, a, I'm long-winded. You'll learn this about me in future <laughs> episodes. You're gonna have to learn to like interrupt me and stop me. So I have a question. If you could sum up your Greek parenting philosophy, what would you say it was? That is an amazing question. That is a good. Question. I think we should all answer that. Okay. Um, oh God, I don't even know what the answer would well, be. Well, you asked the question, so <laughs> Dr. Sarah. Um, we we may have to edit a bit of a bit of silence for a minute, or or me fumbling over. Well, I think for me, it's it, don't be afraid to fly your geek flag. You know, my uh, Lily, like I said, is in this Disney princess phase, and she always wants to wear her, her princess dresses and. You know, my husband is always like, oh, God, she's wearing the dress again. I'm like, let her do it. Hey, I'm like, stop throwing the controllers. <laughs> stop it. Stop fighting. Naughty children. And I'm like, sorry. No, it's we okay. needed the fourth so I'm like, episode. I'm like, let yeah. her, you know, let her be what she wants to be and do what she wants to do. She's yeah. four years old. She's not going to be this young forever. Let her wear her princess dresses. It's not hurting anything. So it's kind of like, just let your geek flag fly. Like what you like. At least that's where I am right now with her. Yeah, I guess for me it would be don't force your kids into things. Yeah. Um, because, like, a lot of things. So for my son, a lot of people are like, oh, you're forcing him into cosplay and stuff. It's like, no. These are things, every character that he's, we've ever done is his idea. Mm-hmm. He wanted to do Rocket because he saw an episode of Ultimate Spider-Man and really liked Rocket Raccoon. Um, and then 
he saw a trailer for the Guardians movie and was like, I want that costume. And I was like, okay. Uh, but I feel like if you try to force them into a certain comic book or a certain uh, a certain fandom, it might backfire in the future. They mm-hmm. might like they might bring you along with them, like oh yeah, this is fun, and, and then the later token, they'll be like, no, I don't want to do this. Yeah, and the same token, don't try to limit them from a fandom like yeah. I did with. No, you're not gonna you know you're gonna like Buzz Lightyear, not the princess. Yeah, you can't do that either. And I mean, like I feel like um, one thing that I suggest uh, to one of my friends. Uh, who is asking what comic books to get for their kids? It's like just go, go on free comic book day. Um, they have a lot of zero issues mm-hmm. that are for a series that are coming up for a lot of kids comics. Grab those. Uh, see, let them choose. That's what I did with Lily on free comic book days. We went and stood in line for like an hour, and she was awesome. We went to Doctor Volts, and yeah. she picked out her free comic books, and then she picked out two from the kids section, and she constantly pulls them out. She can't read yet, but she pulls them out and looks at them. Yeah, and it's really important. Like, if you want your kids to like comic books, like movies, you have to let them choose Mm -hmm. what they're watching. I'm not saying if your kid wants to watch Deadpool, let them watch Deadpool right now, but you know, find find outlets for them to learn about Deadpool. Watch the Ultimate Spider-Man Deadpool episode. Uh, There are a few kid-friendly comic books that feature Deadpool. Play the Marvel Lego game. Oh, yeah. uh, the first uh, Lego Marvel game was uh, narrated by Deadpool. Uh, there are ways to uh, nurture your kid's fandom without... <laughs> Dropping him right into the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm looking out the window at potential shady activity. Uh-oh. Past my, my kids who continue are continually fighting and arguing right now. Ooh, they're playing open tournament golf. Oh, man. That's such a such a good question. That's a great <laughs> I, like I, I can't you? stop thinking about it. I'm not even stumped, I'm just I have so, so much. many answers that I can't choose just one. Um if I was, my geek parenting philosophy is there's a lesson in everything. There, there can be a lesson in anything. You can turn anything into a learning opportunity. Mm-hmm. And the, the best way to learn something is to, I feel like, uh, through through stories that that we relate to or characters that we identify with, and that I just I'm constantly looking for opportunities to help my help my kids grow into the best adults, into better adults than I am. Yeah. Good answer. So, Good answer. I was gonna try. I was really racking my brain to think of like. A quote from a movie. <laughs> like, my geek parenting philosophy is this. With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> no. It only takes one like bad day. Say no, you move. My geek parenting <laughs> philosophy is that uh, sand people frighten easily, but they return and in greater numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Actually, I have one more quick question. Okay, I'll give you a quick answer. What is your favorite menu item that you carry here at Watchtower Cafe? Hmm. Mine, of course, is the Daredevil. Is like sure, sure. Drink sure. like eight of those every time I come. Um, the BB-8. 
Oh, that's so good too. It's it was the first it was it was the first drink that I created. Nice. So and you did a fantastic Thank job. You. Thank you. It was and it took a long time, a lot of thought and and lots and lots of testing and and doing it over and over and over again until we got it just right and I'm quite proud of that drink. Um yeah. Cool. BB8. Thank that's a good question too. All right, so What's your favorite drink? My favorite drink, of course, is the Shameless Daredevil. Watchtower promotion. Um, the Daredevil, the Donkey Kong is also really good. Um, the BB-8. Um, and actually, I like even just telling Tui just to surprise me with an Italian soda. Yeah. Just come up and just say, surprise me and see what yep. his mind creates for you. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite so far is the Kingpin. Uh, mm. I like that one. It's so good. We know we have a... Uh, so the Kingpin is... Uh, White white chocolate mo- mocha with six shots of espresso. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so now you have. You, did you see that we do a, a dark night? Oh no! It's the cho- dark chocolate version of Ooh, that. Ooh, I might have to try that next time. With enough uh, crime fighting caffeine yeah. to keep you up all night, Sweet. pummeling criminals. Yes. Yeah, and solving crimes. Yes. While keeping the streets shoving a safe. grilled Nutella in your face. Yeah. Batman does <laughs> eat grilled Nutella. He's got to keep those. He's got to. He has to have a huge calorie count because mm-hmm. he fights so much mm-hmm. crime. Yep. I don't need that huge of a calorie count, but nope. I do. I have one. Yeah. But yeah, so that's this episode. Uh, come down to Watchtower. Get some, grab a comic, leave a comic, grab some drinks. Follow us on the social media. Follow us on the social medias. And, uh, uh, Geek Parent Podcast on Instagram. Geek Geek Parent Pod on uh, Twitter. Geek Parenting Podcast on Facebook. You can find me personally at Nerdy at Home Dad on all channels. Uh, Dr. Peace on Instagram and Facebook and The Real Sarah on Twitter. Uh, you can find find us on anywhere on any social media at Watchtower Cafe uh, or my personal uh, at Gartog with two G's at the end. Put that thing back where you found it or so help me. Get your finger out of there. If you took it out, put it back. Here's some money. Go see a Star Wars.